Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. They meet here in Super Wild Card Weekend. Winner goes on, loser goes home. Should be a great day for football. Welcome to Good Morning Football. Touchdowns left and right on Super Wild Card Weekend. We're here. We'll be making our picks on this very show. It's a three-hour tour. As always, on a Friday, it is January 14th. My name's Kay Adams alongside Peter Schrager. Good morning, Good morning Kyle Kay. Brandt. What's up, Adams? Hi, guys. We got Sean O'Hara, Super Bowl champion in studio. What's up, buddy? Morning. How we doing? We, we all get playoff checks, right? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Curious, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Oh, you guys don't? Okay. Uh, Barry Sanders is on the show. Hey, nice. A Hall of Famer. Incredible. Speaking of Hall of Famers, Isaac Bruce nice. on the program today. We'll have Kyle Williams, Bills Mafia. Are you going to win this game, this third Bring it, Kyle. Not that Kyle. The, the other Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Nate Burleson on the program. I mean, Guests on guests on guests. We've got a lot to react to as well. So let's hit it. The lead block. Lead block. Let's go, NFL playoffs. They're here. It all kicks off. Super Wild Card Weekend action gets started with a Saturday doubleheader followed by a Sunday tripleheader. And for the first time ever, a Wild Card Monday. Three days, six games, one epic weekend. The road to Super Bowl 56 starts here. Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's check in on that first Sunday game, guys. Bucks hosting the Eagles. Bucks just won a Super Bowl. It kind of doesn't feel like they won the Super Bowl last year, but we've got Sarah Walsh to update us on the latest. Tom Brady said he is expecting an Eagles defense this week that won't let you off the hook. And he gave examples. He said, you want to have penalties, they're going to make you punt. You want to hold the football too long? He said, that'll be a strip sack. I asked him what in particular about that defense stands out. He said they're front. He also pointed to their linebackers. But this is an Eagles defense that's also going to have to contend with the return of Leonard Fournette. The Bucks' leading rusher has been out since week 15 with a hamstring injury. And his offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich told us that they are going to put Fournette in the best position to help this Bucks team win on Sunday. As for Leftwich's quarterback, he was asked if this is the best version of Tom Brady we've ever seen. And he said, there's not really much more to say. He said, people want to talk about Brady's age at 44, but he said 25, 26 year old quarterbacks would give anything to do what Brady's done this year. He called his season as special as it comes. Sarah, appreciate you. You heard it right there. This season's been special as far as uh, it goes for Brady. Leonard Fournette was a huge part of last year's playoff run and eventual Super Bowl win. He will be back. And then on the other side of the field, you do have a quarterback in his second year making his very first postseason start. So how can Jalen Hurts turn his playoff debut into a win against Brady? I feel like he has it in him. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Hurts needs to become a star this weekend. That's simple. I think uh, on Sunday night is the Steelers-Chiefs game. We're going to come in here on Monday. We're going to show that highlight. The first thing we need to talk about after that game is Jalen Hurts. That Jalen Hurts being the story of the weekend. And when the shows start, uh, Dan Patrick and Colin Coward and McAfee and Rome and Eisen. 
that's going to have to be the takeaway. I think he needs to be a star. And I know the, the conventional thinking is they're going to run the ball, I'm going to play defense. I don't know. Not against Brady at home. I, I, and when I say star, I mean a 300 passing, 100 rushing performance in which he is the conversation piece in a weekend consisting of Mahomes and Burrow at Al. I think it is there for the taking. I think uh, we're getting seduced by a lot of the Brady and Buck lore that is not necessarily tangible. And if you're sitting here saying, oh, come on, Brady's going to lose at home in the wild card round, it's happened before. He's lost to the Ravens. He's lost to the Titans, teams that run the ball and have fearless quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts needs to enter the conversation, and Philadelphia needs to, on Monday morning, if not Sunday night, go to NFLShop.com and buy number one green jerseys. And they're like, this is our guy. Lock him up. Extend him. All that stuff. I think if he plays average, I think that they lose. I think if he plays really well, I think that they lose. I think if he's sensational, I think they win. I think for Jalen Hurts, you're right. I, I, I totally agree. How he plays is going to determine this game for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is not playing TB as in Tom Brady. He's not playing TB mm-hmm. as in Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's mm-hmm. playing TB as in Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. That's what Jalen Hurts has to focus on. Look, forget about the numbers. Look, fine. I agree with you. If he has a big game, if Jalen Hurts throws for 300 yards, they probably win the football game. But you know how many times he's thrown for over 300 yards this season? Twice. Mm-hmm. That's just not his game. That's not his bag. Here's what Jalen Hurts has to do. Take care of the football, and on third down, you better be ready because okay. Todd Bowles is bringing the heat. That's what he does. He wants to get bring pressure to you. He wants the ball to come out. He wants you to make the mistake. So Jalen Hurts has to play a clean game. Look, Tom Brady is not unbeatable. Uh, so There have been a lot of teams in the NFC East that have proven that oh. in the postseason. You got one? Uh, I think, okay. Well, oh, yeah, Nick Foles. Isn't and, it cool when Sean says Tom Brady's <laughs> not unbeatable? It really is. It I get chills, Sean. I, this, this feels a little bit David and Goliath-like, but mm-hmm. I think for Jalen Hurts, it's don't look at Tom Brady. Don't even watch him. Don't get mesmerized by him. Too many times people will watch him and they're like, oh my gosh, that is Tom Brady, the goat I'm watching. No, your job is the defense. Mm-hmm. It's to beat Todd Bowles. You're going to know after the first couple series what their flavor is. Yeah. Todd Bowles, every game, it's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run blitz zero, we're gonna, or we're going to play zone and bring zone pressure. They're going to have an answer for Jalen Hurts. And the one thing that I am concerned about with him is his instinct is when I see blitz, when I get in trouble, I start running. Get out of there. I, I get out of the pocket. Yeah. Look, the pocket is your friend. Stay in the pocket. Stay in there. Don't pull the eject button too soon, Jalen. Eagles won nine games this year, and we don't take anything away from a team that won nine games and made the playoffs. It's been an awesome run. But they have lost eight games, and there is something sort of in common with a lot of the games that they lost, and they lost to a lot of great quarterbacks. I say great, and you might say, oh, get out of here with Daniel Jones being great, but anytime the Eagles faced like a guy at this level, they lost. And that was Jimmy in week two, it was Mahomes, they lost those games. Now look, they beat good quarterbacks. Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill, I think, are good, but they're not in the Mahomes, Brady, you know, Justin Herbert future situation. So if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm looking at this one and I'm going to be focused. And yes, TB12, as in Todd Bowles and the 12 swarming people are going to be coming. But also, don't be intimidated by having to beat Tom Brady. It's been a Brady week. Yeah. And Brady week in that, hey, the stat is out there that the Tom Brady has 34 career postseason wins. The Eagles as a franchise since 1960 has 23. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the week of Brady, and I'll tell you what, I got this in the mail by some of the folks um, from the Tampa side, and Brady's got a clothing brand out called Brady, and I'll tell you what, Jalen Hurts, you cannot be scared of the fact that the guy across from you has an apparel line Uh coming out the same exact week that you're making your rookie debut. These are sweatshorts. I like them. Old-fashioned. These are cool. The Brady brand (laughs) is such a monster right now. He's going for another Super Bowl win, another ride. He's home in the playoffs. And gosh, if I'm Jalen Hurts, you have to focus and you have to zero in. You haven't beaten one of these great quarterbacks all season. You can't let the fact that there are T-shirts now going for a certain amount of money online with this guy's name on it be too much for you to overcome. Stay in your bag and let's go. Come on, Jalen. Stay in your bag. I think that's Brady screaming, let's go. I think so. When did they face each other, these two teams? Oh, week six. Week six. I feel like that was a long time ago. long time ago. I had to think about it. Don't you feel like... They kind of overhauled their offense, their identities a little bit different right now. You're saying don't run. Run first, do what you do, but when it comes down to the third downs, when it comes down to, to I, I don't need a 200 passing yard game or a 300 passing yard game, just like I, three throws to put to you. What did you say, Ben Roethlisberger needs three, three quality NFL throws from Big Ben? This I need that. And Jalen's done it. We've seen him be able to do that. So that's all I sort of need to see for him to cash in on two to three critical moments and throw, and then run, run wild. And you know what? The Buccaneers. 
they can have all their Brady hats, they're not great at stopping quarterbacks that can run. They've struggled against quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, so I don't know that I would take that running away from him. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think he's going to have to make some special plays. There, there's, to me, there's a difference between running and scrambling. Mm-hmm. So the, the runs, like, there are going to be some design runs. There will be some times, hey, man coverage, look, nobody's open. He's got the ability. He can gash a defense. Nothing takes the wind out of the sails mm. bigger than third and nine, and all of a sudden the quarterback runs for 15 yards. But for Jalen, he's going to have to make some throws. Those three throws you're talking about, from the pocket. Ian Rappaport joining us now. Ian, the Texans let go of David Culley yesterday after one season as a head coach. What went into that decision and what's next for Houston? Well, this came after days of discussion between David Culley, the first-year head coach of the Houston Texans, obviously finishing his first season, and Nick Casario, the general manager, and other members of the Houston Brass. And this was going to be a top-down evaluation of everything that goes into the football product on the field for the Houston Texans. And in the end, what they decided was that Culley was not going to return for a second season. Nick Casario informed him in person yesterday afternoon. Then Cully was given the opportunity to tell his staff in person around 2 p.m. Central Time, walked in the room and told them, in fact, that he had been fired. Now, as far as the reason why David Cully was fired and Mike Tomlin is now the only African-American head coach in the NFL, From what I understand, it was philosophical differences. In other words, the Houston Texans wanted David Culley to be open to making staff changes, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Tim Kelly, who was eventually fired along with Culley, had the 32nd ranked offense. They wanted him to take a look at that, evaluate it, and say changes need to be made. He did not want to do that. And there were other issues, in-game issues, disciplinary issues. But from what I understand, the philosophical issues were probably as much as anything. As far as where Houston goes, I would keep an eye on one very important name, Gerard Mayo, the Patriots defensive assistant, de facto defensive coordinator, of course, is very close with Nick Casario from their time in New England. He is a bright young coach. Uh, He's brilliant. He is a dynamic leader. He has not yet been a head coach, but similar to the mold of Brian Flores, he certainly has been learning from Bill Belichick for years and years as a player and as a coach. There's going to be plenty of other candidates, but that is an interesting one to keep an eye on. Appreciate you. David Culley is out. That team showed up every week and fought their hearts out. It's hard to think of a tougher situation to be put in than David Culley uh, accepting that job with Deshaun Watson, the state of the roster, and everything going on there. Ian, we appreciate you. It's an unfortunate situation all around. Take a look at the numbers for the season. They finished at the bottom in nearly every category. Not the season fans in Houston were hoping for. Then they'll start now their search for that new head coach. Sean, your thoughts? I think when you look at what they asked David Culley to do and when they hired him. You know, obviously it's unfortunate to see a guy just get one shot at it and then he and then he's gone. But like just look at the dysfunction that's been going on down in Houston, right? They traded DeAndre Hopkins for what, like a second round pick. David Johnson. JJ Watt, things were so bad. JJ Watt of all people asked for his release. He's like, mm-hmm. I want out. And then they just paid Deshaun Watson $39 million to not play. So when you think about everything that's going on down there in Houston, Texas, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that this is where we're at right now because they've just been like grasping for things, positive things to happen, and it's just it's been a tough sell right now. If you're Texas fans right now, you don't know which way is up. And I think when David Culley got this job, everybody in the, in the football world was so excited because he's been coaching for 45 years, and he finally got his shot. Now when you look at it, it's almost like was he even – set up for for success mm-hmm. and look I, I get that he's 65 years old so when they talk about long-term plan I mean that, that, that I don't know if that, that was really in the future anyways but it's a tough time for David Coley to see him just get one shot but this is not unprecedented we saw Steve Wilkes go through this in Arizona he got one year mm-hmm. they clearly wanted their guy Cliff Kingsbury comes in and, and they paired him with Kyler Murray Chip Kelly got one year mm-hmm. in San Francisco people forget about that tenure so this is not unprecedented and it's not about David Culley and his characteristics or his qualifications it's about the fact that Houston is trying to figure out which way is up and they're gasping for air yeah and I think Culley the hiring of Culley over guys like Eric B enemy and other guys that were young aspire was hey this guy's been in the league for 40 years he's worked for Andy Reid for 20 years like he can weather this storm mm-hmm. in what's going to be a very turbulent year and I think he did a fine job of that but moving forward the offense was a mess this year and you could say well they didn't have Deshaun Watson and what was the talent it's okay they're not firing the GM the GM is one of the guys making the decision so to see Kelly and Cully and Tim Kelly was the offensive coordinator fired Lovey Smith is beloved in that building right now and Lovey Smith was a defensive coordinator and their defense played well so I think all this talk of a defensive head coach being hired whether it be Flores who is 
getting a lot of connections because of his connections to New England with Nick Casario or even Gerard Mayo, like Ian mentioned, I'd say slow down. I, I would be interested to see if they bring in some offensive minds and say, hey, can you bring your offensive scheme with Lovey Smith as the defensive coordinator? Or if Lovey maybe is the head coach. I think Lovey Smith was a standout for them this year and they have not fired him yet. So whoever they bring as a head coach is going to bring in their own guys. But the fact that Lovey is still kind of in the mix is really interesting to me. And I will note one thing. Last year at this time, there was a lot of talk of Josh McCown, the old quarterback, I like potentially that. being a, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a left field hire for the Houston Texans because of just how unorthodox their situation mm-hmm. is. And a lot of it is going to be based on culture and someone who can get us through the next 12 to 24 months because this Deshaun Watson situation, I don't think he's ever playing for the Texans again. Mm-hmm. I also don't know where this thing ends up in the next six months. Mm. The Lovey Smith comeback thing would be really cool. It's been a while and his players have always loved him going back decades. But the David Culley situation, I think this is just a shame. I, I really do. I don't usually get misty-eyed about coaches getting let go, but th- this was a sham, too. I feel like he was used. I really do. I feel like they said, well, our franchise is upside down. We have no idea what's going on. Uh, there's legal things and terrible things. and Just get Cully in here for a year, and he'll just hold down the ship. And he was thrust into this ridiculous situation with this terrible roster. This team, he was asked to go and do the media tour where the first, second, and third question is about what's up with Deshaun? What's up with Deshaun? That's an impossible situation. And I thought he handled it really well. And if you want the, the calling card of the David Culley year, winning games late in the season, beating the Chargers, beating the Jaguars. I don't care who they beat. They were winning. His players did not quit on him. I've seen some guys who still have their jobs right now whose players were mailing it in. And I just think it's important we hear David Culley's voice today because it's not being spoken. Just as a reminder who he was as a man. He came on our show. There was an unbridled enthusiasm and plans and I'm going to do this and do this. He went on with Jim Trotter and Steve Weish on the Huddle and Flow podcast shortly after he had gotten the job. And I just, I defy Houston to explain that this, that bringing this guy for one year as a fall guy, basically, and then firing him was the right move. Look at this back in August. And I'll tell you this, I don't know if I'll win one football game here, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to do everything in my power to be able to do that. They've, they've given me what I need to be able to do what I need to do for this, for this franchise to do they trust in what I'm doing. They trust in the direction I'm going. And, and I'm going to take it and go that direction, you know. And I, and I believe in what we're doing. I believe in it 100%. They're going to have to throw me out of here. It's awesome. And he said, I don't know if we'll win one game. He won four. I think he could have won nine, and they still would have fired him. And that's ridiculous. I think the thing is, we don't know, right? We don't. Could he have been a great coach? Did he deserve at least the opportunity to show what he could do if you put a capable offense or let him help build one from the ground up there? And it's a shame that if you really think about it, if you break it all down, different situations, but he essentially suffers the same fate as Urban Meyer which to me it seems like very different circumstances, very different locker room feels. And for you know, just to give him more of a chance would have been uh, what I would have liked to see. So there's this story, and there's two stories here. There's the one about David Culley, a 65-year-old coach, what the, what the Deshaun Watson situation is, the Texans' decision to part ways with them in their future, respectively. And then there's this other issue that Ian brought up, which is the fact that we have one African-American head coach remaining in the NFL, that man, Mike Tomlin. Now, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight coaching vacancies that still remain. So I ask you, Shrakes, what does the landscape look like as far as candidates, vacancies, and black coaches? This is one of the bleakest times for the NFL as far as having people of color and minorities as head coaches. You have uh, Mike Tomlin is the only black head coach. There's 31 other jobs right now. Eight of them are vacant. And I would like to think that with the crop of young, talented defensive coaches, whether it be a Gerard Mayo, as mentioned, Mm. or you go to the offensive side where it's Byron Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy, or some other names. Maybe D'Amico Ryans puts on a show this weekend for the San Francisco 49ers, a defensive coordinator, and he gets an opportunity. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of young African-American coaches. That are, there are still a lot of coaches who have had a chance before. You look at Jim Caldwell. He's going to get opportunities. Lovey Smith, I mentioned. He might get some opportunities. I would like to think in this hiring process with so many GM and head coaching positions that people of color have the same chance to get in these jobs as young, white, uh, Caucasian offensive and defensive minds as it has been the last few years. I think it's important to mention and to note that these decisions are made on the ownership level, right? These are owners that are making these decisions, and there's eight coaching vacancies. Morgan Morning Football on the way. Don't go anywhere with the Cowboys and Niners playing this weekend. Peter's taking us back in time. Where are we going? we got the two best logos for classic football. Let's enjoy this. Okay. Can we get some... What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dad. (laughs) Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The NFL playoffs are here, and it all kicks off with Super Wild Card Weekend. Action gets started with a Saturday doubleheader, followed by a Sunday tripleheader, and then for the first time ever, a Wild Card Monday night. Cannot wait. Welcome to Good Morning Football, and thanks for choosing us this morning. We've got picks coming up kind of right now. Kyle, are you nervous? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah? Who's taking the upsets? Who amongst us is going to take the Niners, the Steelers, the Eagle? Like, who's going to do that? I was given a stat yesterday by Bill Simmons that five of six road teams won on Wild Card Weekend last week. Is that right? Just wow. putting it out there. So much for home field advantage. Just putting it out there. Yeah. I don't know who you guys chose. I hit reply all to the email. Time for the lead block. Lead yes. block. And let's start, gentlemen, in Tampa. Jalen Hurts <laughs> and the Eagles trying to knock off Tom Brady and the defending champion Buccaneers. Philadelphia brings their number one rushing offense. Will it be enough to outscore the league's best aerial attacks? Time for some picks. Eagles at Bucks. Kyle getting deja vu here with the Eagles. Yeah. What you got? What you got? Pretty cool. They're, the Eagles, this Eagles squad, different from some of the prior Eagles squads, was two and five. They were two and five with a rookie head coach who at two and five had the stones to face the media and uh, talk about his two and five team like this. And the only way the roots grow out every single day and they grow stronger and they grow, they grow better is if we all water, we all fertilize, we all do our part, each individual, each individual coach, each individual player, each everybody in, in the building, that we do our part to water to make sure that when it does pop out, it really pops out and it grows. That could have been it. That could have been his legacy in Philadelphia. You lost out. You lost respect. People are always talking about the flower thing. It, it, it could stick to you. That team... He's in the playoffs this weekend against the greatest football player of all time, against the reigning world champions. And since then, we have adopted our GMFB houseplant, Rudy, R-O-O-T-Y, and we thought that this was kind of connected to the Eagles like E.T. is connected to the flower, and as it wilts or as it grows. I have to tell you guys, it's a little bit alarming. We came in this morning, Uh-oh. and there's a little bit of this. What? Uh, there's a little few leaves down here. What? It's a little saggy, but I you know what? It. Those are just so new leaves could grow in its place. You know, this giving way for the future Shit. leaves and the future Eagles. I woke up this morning... And I said, the Eagles are going to win this game. 
I'm picking the Eagles yeah! on the road. Kyle. Let me explain this. Rudy, I got you. Uh, it's very easy just to think about on Monday when we come in here, what was the story of the Bucks winning? And it was just too much Brady and Eagles not ready. And we can all see that. What was the story of the Eagles winning? All right? And it's actually not that much of a stretch. These injuries for the Bucks. Well, you know what? They really caught up with him. They really missed Chris Godwin on some of those third downs. And there was no Scotty Miller moment. There was no Cyril Grayson moment. They were all over Gronk. They were all over Evans. And guys, we've been looking at this defense for a long time. So yeah, it's pretty good, but there's just something off. And there's a first-year guy in, in Jalen Hurts, a first-year starter who runs all over him. The running game works. Yes. There's a couple weird penalties. And Philadelphia blooms into an absolute fly trap and eats a goat. And I think Philadelphia Eagles, there's always one crazy upset. I think it's this one, and I think this is going to flip the table. The Eagles go into Tampa and beat the Bucks. That's my prediction. Kyle. 24 to 20. Go for it, bro. 24 um, to 20. That's how you started, I guess. There was a game like this, yes, Ravens-Patriots a few years back, I think 2012, to where everyone had the Patriots winning. They were at home, and then Ray Rice came in and ran all over them, and the Ravens just yeah. ran into Foxborough, and it was like, what happened to Brady? Whatever. I think that's already happened. Brady had that experience, and it was in that game. And Brady has lost another wild card game to Ryan Tannehill. Truth the matter is this. There isn't going to be Chris Godwin there on the big third down, and it is going to be weird weather, but I thought the NFL disrespected Tom Brady this week. There are six windows for this game. There are two Saturday mm -hmm. games. There Love is a take. Sunday prime game that Amazon and Nickelodeon and everyone else is going to be airing, and there's a primetime game both on Sunday and on Monday. There is one game being played at 1 o'clock Eastern, which is likely going to have the smallest audience, and is usually dismissed for the game that is going to be kind of pushed away. Mm -hmm. I think Brady needs some motivation. <laughs> I think Brady sees your plant and he went up to see with the Brady brand. Oh, 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 okay. I'm not betting against this guy. The Buccaneers disrespected by the scheduling yes. gods and Brady disrespected by anyone picking a plant that's been growing for an Eagles team that has not won one important game all season. Give me Brady. Give me the brand. Give me the Buccaneers. Let's go! In a big win. You got to look for new motivation at 44, right? Anything you can find. Scheduling, Scheduling things, things plants, whatever. Is there anybody I like it. And finding I'm not, motivation. I'm not okay. All right. No, uh, Brady constantly, he finds an angle somehow, some way to get the fire started. I love what you got going on here with, with the green, yep. with, with the plant, the eagles, everything sounds great. My only problem is Tom Brady, he's on a plant-based diet. So I, I wow. got the Bucks winning this game. It's going right to eat now. them alive? Like, I, I think the Eagles right now, <laughs> this is a really tough good. draw for them. As good as they are at running the football, look, Tom Brady is the best to ever play this game. The best. The best quarterback. Give him the MVP trophy or don't give him the MVP trophy. He's going to find a way to get this team motivated. And look, I know he's without Chris Godwin and he's down a couple of players here and there. Tom Brady doesn't care. Gron Gronkowski... He's going to have a big game. He's going to show up. Okay. I got the Bucs winning this football game, and I think when you get take Tom Brady into these moments, this is when he plays his best football. It'll be close, and they're going to give him hell, but I will pick the Bucks over the huh. Eagles. So the uh, three for the Bucks, one for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Guys, we have to zip through these next All ones. Right. So let's do it as quickly as possible. Mm. Next up, the Sunday afternoon special, a storied rivalry between the Niners and the Cowboys. We talked about it all show. Excellent footage, rivalry renewed. It's going to be a big one down in Jerry Wild World. Who survives and who advances? Niners at Cowboys, Kyle, go. Jimmy. We love you, Jimmy. A lot of love at this table for Jimmy. And also sometimes a lack of awareness at this table that there is a Jimmy cycle. It repeats and repeats and repeats. And he has that tough game. And, oh, Jimmy's got it. And then there's usually a foul down. I'm going with Dallas at home. The Niners are a trendy upset pick. I think Jimmy throws two interceptions. And welcome to the offseason. I think Dallas wins, advances. This is my favorite playoff game in maybe 10 years. I cannot wait. <laughs> the, the stars on display. I mean, when you're talking about Micah Parsons, who's my favorite defensive player in the sport, and if I had a vote, I would vote him defensive player of the year. CeeDee Lane. Him, probably my favorite young wide receiver this side of Jamar Chase. And then you have all of the 49ers stars, and that's Debo, and of course it's Kittle, and then I love Trent Williams. I love offensive line mm -hmm. play. I've looked at this thing inside and out, and I'm trying to find a way that I can pick the Cowboys, and I just can't. You can't. I can't. 
I think the 49ers are okay. clicking. Peter. I think the 49ers are so tough inside. I think Trent Williams returning. I think Mike McDaniel and Mike Shan- and Kyle Shanahan writing up plays to get Debo Samuel as many touches as possible is something that I don't think even Dan Quinn can cure. Mm. I have the San Francisco 49ers going into Jerry World, like the New York Giants have done, yes. like the Green Bay Packers have done, like so many other teams have done in playoff games in recent memory. I've got Bye-bye. the 49ers on a team in a destiny role here. Jimmy lives to fight another week. Shrek, just like you took us back in time, showing us that NFC uh-huh. championship game from 1995. Dak Prescott's going to have a Troy Aikman-like game. Nice. He's going to have a huge game. Troy Aikman threw 53 passes in that game. He threw for over 300 yards. I think Dak has a monster game. But do you know what Troy Aikman also did in that game? What? He threw three picks. Huh. One of them was a pick six. I think the 49ers are going to win this football game despite the offensive production we see from the Cowboys. The 49ers are going to take the opening possession. They might have a 22-play drive. That's what I think. And, and I think the 49ers <laughs> go up early, and all of a sudden, the Cowboys now are in catch-up yeah. mode. Yeah. And that's not where they want to be. They can't be the physical team they want to be. I think George Kittle has a huge game. And I think he goes off, too. So you're picking? The, the 49ers. The 49ers. 49ers. I love their run game. I think this Niners team is playing at the height of their powers. Can I see Dallas winning? Yes, they're very opportunistic on turnovers. Jimmy Garoppolo absolutely can cough some up. But I think we're going to see the Niners offense on the field the entire game. Niners over Cowboys. It's great. Three to one again. The Niners pick feels a lot like when you get your tournament bracket and everybody picks the same 12-5 yep. upset. And it's very popular and a lot of people are picking it. A little zag. A little zag. We are lucky today. We've got some Hall of Famers on the show. You know him as the Reverend and one of the greatest to ever play the game. He was the backbone of the greatest show on turf. Please give a nice, warm, good morning football welcome to Super Bowl champion and now pro football Hall Hall of of Famer, Isaac Bruce. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me on this morning. It's great to have you. Your former team, the Rams, they're now in L.A. They host the Cardinals on Monday night, and they have gone all in this season, even being called a, a dream team at points. Super Bowl or bust, really, and Jared Goff got up to the divisional round. Does all that noise put extra pressure in that locker room, or is that something that we here at the table and in the media like to discuss, and for them it's just another football game? I think it adds a level of anxiety, some pressure, but fortunately I think we have the veteran leadership inside that locker room to handle that pressure. So. I think guys are going to be looking towards the Von Millers of the world, uh, Aaron Donalds, uh, you know, Stratford. He's played in some playoff games just to see the way they respond to things, just the more media scrutiny that comes along with the playoffs. And they're going to be leaning on those guys just to see how well or how they should approach these games. Just uh, the playoffs itself comes with added pressure to it. It's a win or go home. I mean, you, you fight all year long just to get into this tournament. Fortunately, we have we have the opportunity to play a home game. So. Hopefully we use that to our advantage. So Isaac, you mentioned one of these guys, but the Rams season is going along and it's going fine. And they add Von Miller. They add Odell. Huge names, huge talents. And they're kind of making it all work now. From your view, when you watch those additions, what have you thought about them? And how do you think it bodes moving forward with these two guys? Well, first of all, when you add a Von Miller, you're adding, you know, postseason experience. You're adding uh, what I like to call a closer, a guy who at the end of the games, Uh, When you have a lead and teams are trying to get back in it via the passing game, uh, he can shut it down. I mean, he's a great pass rusher, plays the run well, uh, he's experienced, and guys are going to lean on him for, you know, this postseason run. You know, with the addition of OBJ, I think he's having fun again. I mean, you just look at him, the way he uh, has the ability to run routes, show the entire route tree. He's uh, being challenged in the the meeting rooms from Sean McVay as far as, you know, where to line up and you know, he's taking shots down the field. So I think he's back to having fun. And we can see, you know, that, that full ability that he has as far as playing the position. Isaac, one of the best stories of this season has been Cooper Cup. It's been a phenomenal year yeah. for him. And, of course, fans everywhere are celebrating his record-setting season, breaking your record for receiving yards and yeah. catches. So I'm just curious, while everybody else is celebrating those records being broken, how do you feel <laughs> about it? And what is it about Cooper Cup that makes him so good? Well, I celebrated with everyone else as far as the catches were concerned. 119, I pretty much felt that was going to be taken down during the middle of the season. As far as the receiving yards, that's one I wanted to hold on to. Just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But as far as Cooper Cup is concerned, man, he's he's very well etched himself into that that group, that legacy group that the Rams have at, at the wide receiver position. I mean, starting back from Tom Fears, Crazy Legs, Coach Ellert, Flipper Anderson, Torrey Holt, Harold Jackson, guys like that. And Cooper has just really cemented himself into that that group. 
I mean, he's a phenomenal guy. He runs routes very well, gets separation, makes the big plays, uh, impactful plays. I mean, he's he's just as dangerous in a third down situation as he is in mixed down situations. So that's a rarity. So um, he has great separation, man. And, and all year long, defenses have been geared to stop this guy. And it just hasn't happened. So hopefully that carries over to Monday night. And, uh, you know, we throw him about 15 targets. We bring down about 16 of them. And uh, we move on to the next round. <laughs> Isaac, we love having you on. Good luck to your Rams on Monday. And thanks so much for joining Good Morning Football. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the insight. Brightest stars. Who's going to bring it on Wild Card Weekend next? What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota let's go places. Good morning, football. They meet here in Super Wild Card Weekend. Winner goes on, loser goes home. Should be a great day for football. Touchdown! The NFL playoffs, they are here. It kicks off tomorrow. Super Wild Card Weekend action gets started with a doubleheader Saturday, Sunday tripleheader, and for the first time, a Wild Card Monday. My name's Kay, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara, all here. Is there nervousness at the table? We're about to make some picks. I'm nervous. I'm nervous that you three aren't going to have the nerve to make any big upset picks. Mm -hmm. Anybody going to do it? Anybody got an, an upset in their pocket with any of these picks? It was just Chalk City. You picked the Eagles, and we all went upset, mm -hmm. which was the Niners. Mm -hmm. You took the favorite, taking the Cowboys. That must be nice, just taking the favorite. I'm thinking about the show. Those screen caps of all people taking all the same team, those go quick. Let's be careful as a group. Time for the lead block. Lead block. All right, final hour on a Friday. Let's get crazy. Let's get up for this one. Super Wild Card Weekend starts tomorrow. It's Raiders, Cincinnati, Bengals. Let's go. The nightcap is Patriots. Bills that one in a blistering note. Thank you, cold uh, Buffalo, New York. Then Sunday, it's the Eagles heading down to Tampa. Brady and the Bucks on the other end of that one. Then the Niners uh, head to Dallas. They got Dak. And the Cowboys and that Micah Parsons who Schrager talks about all the time. Sunday night, Big Ben final ride? Question mark.
Mark, those Steelers go up against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Who's under the most pressure there? We'll get to it right now as we wrap it up Monday night with the Cards and Rams. So we are sitting here with just over 24 hours to go. It is time to make some picks. Derek Carr, Max Crosby, mm-hmm. all those gentlemen, those Raiders under Bisaccia going into Cincinnati to try to fight off Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Carr's first playoff game, of course. Cincy looking for their first postseason game win since 1990. So time to pick the AFC matchups, guys. Raiders at Bengals. Kyle, who you got? Mm, so fun. Imagine back in August we said Raiders, Bengals are playing up. That's <laughs> awesome. And it's all coming up Raiders. They got all, all the stories. The Derek Carr redemption tour. The, everything that happened with their head coach. Everything that happened off the field. They got the no one believes in us card. It's all coming up Raiders. Except for one little ingredient in this game we call taco football. And it's firepower. I think Cincinnati is going to win this game. However, I think this is going to be the game of the weekend. The closest game of the weekend. I feel like it's 31-30 in some bat bleep insane. Passes knocked down in the end zone and the Raiders lose. Or Jamar Chase catches one at triple zeros to devastate the Raiders and the Bengals win. The game of the weekend. I think the Raiders finally run out of steam or just run into too much absolute kinetic energy in Cincinnati. Bengals win. I'll I'll say it. 31-30 Bengals. Derek Carr getting his first playoff game. Look, everybody's going to be watching him. And I loved when he went through his process and the stage of his career. And it's like, yeah, my career has kind of been like, oh, I'm really awesome. And then it's crap. And then I'm this, that. I'm worried that this last game was awesome against the Chargers. And then I'm worried that this mm, next game this is, is the downhill part of this. And it's more about the Bengals. It's more about what has been going on and what I think is going to happen in the jungle. I think Joe Burrow goes nuts. And mm. I think that firepower that you're talking about, oh, this is not just a we think – that they can throw the football. We think there's explosive plays for the Bengals. They've been doing it all season long. And it's not just Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I think this offense is too much for this Raiders offense to try to keep up with. And so I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, if the offense, the Super Bowl winning offensive lineman on the show isn't going to say that he's worried about the Bengals offensive line or Max mm-hmm. Crosby on the other side, who am I to say that should be a concern for the Bengals? It's legitimate. Joe Burrow is playing lights. No, you didn't mention it. So they're going to protect him. I feel all the more confident. Oh. The jungle will be rocked. Icky Woods will be there as the ruler of the jungle. Nice. It's going to be loud. Raiders fans, stay out. Uh, home field advantage will matter and give an edge in this one. Bengals over Raiders. Next <sighs> up, guys, we have the Saturday night game. It is an AFC East showdown. Game three between the Patriots and the Bills up in frigid temperatures, which will matter. Yeah. It will matter. Who will advance to the next round? The word I heard to describe the weather this weekend was Alaskan. That's oh. how they're describing it, an Alaskan cold. Look, Jim Kelly's going to be there. Thurman Thomas is going to be there. They're all going to be there, and the Patriots are going to be there, and the pressure's going to be there. This is a big week. You know, earlier this this week, there were signs all over the Buffalo facility that said playoff caliber. Mm. They took those signs down. They put up Super Bowl caliber. Interesting. That's their mantra. (laughs) This is nothing for the Buffalo Bills. The big bullies, they're no longer playing in New England. The big bullies, the quarterback is down in Tampa, and the big bully just comes limping in after getting beaten by Tua and the Dolphins and a fired head coach. I don't think the Bills should be scared. I don't think they can be scared. This is in your building. If you are the team that we think you are this is not one of those nail-biter games Buffalo Bills, go take care of business. I got the Bills, and I don't think it's going to be that close. Mm. Shregs, I like that you're talking about that playoff take. It's different intensity. you got to crank it up a little bit. And for the first time, the Patriots have a quarterback that doesn't know what that's like. Yeah, he's played in big stages and big games, but mm-hmm. I like the Buffalo Bills in this. I like Josh Allen. I, I like him in this game, regardless of the weather. Josh Allen was drafted for this exact game, this exact situation. So I think Josh Allen has a huge game, not just with his arm. Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills, they've got to do a better job tackling than the last, than the last time. Weather's going to matter. The conditions for tomorrow night, four degrees. So it comes down to who has the more effective run game. Playoff runs are also about who's playing the best right now. Huge advantage in the quarterback spot with Josh Allen over Mac Jones easily, even experience-wise. And you got to give it to the Buffalo Bills because over Mm. the last month, who's playing the best right now? Who is the most effective run game right now? Number two ranked run game over the past month is Devin Singletary, Josh Allen's legs, and that Buffalo team that made adjustments because of weather and knowing they'd be in this very situation, you Got to give it to McDermott and Dable and those guys easily. I think Buffalo takes this one. There they are. Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers head into Arrowhead to face the reigning AFC champion Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes will Big Ben shock the world on what could be and likely is his last ride. Steelers, Chiefs, Kyle, don't do it. Hyper-colloidioids. <laughs> 
hypocycloid. I remember when Goldberg, friend of the show, wrestler, was finally beaten and the streak was ended. He was unconscious in the middle of the mat and they spray painted NWO over his body. <laughs> it was a terrible ending. Ben, give it all you got. It's been a hell of a career. I, I really hope the Steelers don't let this one get away from him. No one wants to see any Pittsburgh team, let alone Ben, playing in his last game, lose 41-3. to I don't think Pittsburgh can win this game and I hope I'm wrong because it would be insane. I think it's the Chiefs and I think it's... 31 to 13. Uh, I know. Peter, I, I want them to win just so we can replay Monday him yelling. Yeah, about that right there. I'm, 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 yeah. I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think the Chiefs find a way at home. I think I think Pittsburgh comes in that defense. TJ Watt creates uh -huh, hell uh -huh, for uh -huh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh -huh. But I still got the Chiefs. It would be a really cool moment for Ben to just ride off into the sunset with a Super Bowl victory like Jerome. <laughs> yeah, great. But then you, on, your, on the first playoff game, you get the Chiefs. Uh, look, <laughs> I'm looking at this game and, and I'm saying to the Chiefs, I have some concerns about the offensive line. They lost their starting right tackle, Lucas Inyan. Okay. To an injury mm -hmm. to a couple weeks ago. They have Andrew Wiley, who's really a guard, who's going to be playing tackle. So tell me if you've heard this script before. Patrick Mahomes yeah. having a hard time staying in the pocket mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. TJ Watt mm -hmm. could be ruining the day. So I have cons some concerns so? for the Chiefs with that. But then there's Patrick Mahomes. Nah. And, and, and oh, he's on. got Kelsey and he's got Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I think with two throws, Patrick Mahomes turns this game upside uh -huh. down, and I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. I think they have too much firepower. Their offensive line, despite that, have played too well together and collectively, and their defense really turned it around in the second half. So beautiful, magical season to get that final spot in the playoffs by the Steelers, but absolutely not. They are not making it past this round. Time to talk Brightest Stars, presented by Oakley. It is our first postseason edition of Brightest Stars. Who do you guys think shines brightest or needs to shine brightest on Super Wild Card Weekend? Give me the damn footage. Niners, Cowboys, 94. Let me see it again. Peter showed it earlier in the show. You see the Niners uh, logo and the Cowboys logo? Stars, this is why we do that segment. Just pick anybody you want. Troy, Moose, Emmett, Steve. They're all out there, one-name guys. That's what I need from this game right now. And my brightest star in all this world of Debo, and we love Debo, and will Jimmy have it or not? There's a tight end for the 49ers who is a superstar and is kind of going underneath the Debo radar. I think George Kittle is going to come out and be an absolute maniac. I think he has an appreciation for NFL history, for Niners history, for big moments, for big stages. Kittle, I think, is going to have a huge game. I think he will be a conversation piece Monday morning. Mm. I have Dallas winning this game, but not winning the battle against Kittle because we've talked so much about that Parsons versus Debo battle. How about Parsons versus Kittle? You think Kittle wants to pancake that dude a few oh, times yeah. and put that on tape? Kittle, go out and wreck shop like you always do. I'm going to bounce right off of that, and I'm going to say, you know, I've seen so much offensive ingenuity in covering the game for 15 years, and we as a show for five years have seen everything from the wildcat to the halfback pass. I don't think I've ever seen an offensive player be so unique and such a unicorn as number 19 for the San Francisco 49ers. I, too, am going for a 49ers. I think Debo Samuel, and this is the deal. I think this is going to be the most viewed football game in the last decade outside of the Super Bowls. I think this, this Sunday game, Cowboys for And I think everyone is going to be buying Debo Samuel jerseys the next morning. Mike McDaniel is the offensive coordinator in San Francisco. He is interviewing for the Miami Dolphins job this week. I think his name is going to be elevated oh. after you see how he draws up ways for Debo to make plays. Debo, do your thing. 19 problems, the Cowboys ain't one. Mm. Oh, well played. I'm going to talk about a game that's on Monday night. We've got an extra game. Yes, right. it's a weekend. So Monday night, the Arizona Cardinals mm -hmm. are going to take on the Los Angeles Rams in SoFi Stadium. Mm -hmm. The crowd noise, it's apparently going to be deafening for both sides, okay. no matter who has the football. But there's one guy that I think is going to show up. And I think he's going to shine the brightest. Aaron Donald. 99. You know what happened the last time these two teams played in week 14? Aaron Donald he had three sacks. One of them was at the end of the game, and it was, you know, you can call it a cover sack, but Aaron Donald was downright unblockable. I think it's the same thing. And I think he's flipped sides. I think Justin Pugh on the left side yeah. is going to have his troubles with him too. But Aaron Donald, it's time for him to show up and take this game over. I think he's the guy that everybody's going to be talking about on Tuesday morning. Nice. Man. I did a little pregame uh, preview with Dan Horde, who is a brilliant announcer for the Bengals in Cincinnati, and he asked me a good question. He said, at what point did the Bengals, did they get legitimacy at this in this season? At what point did people start taking them seriously on a national level, which is where we sort of hover at this breakfast table? And I said, well, first, it's an easy question. For sure, it's up against the Chiefs. And then I got off, and I turned my Zoom and my ring light off, and I was like, what was the moment for me where I was like, man, I think the Bengals really have it? And I think it was the first Raiders game because if you look at it there was 
a point where they were in a spiral panic mode part of the season where they had lost guys to the Jets and to the Browns. And then in that week 11 game and they took on the Raiders, it wasn't even pretty to start the game. Joe Burrow wasn't doing it. Joe Mixon doing much of the work. And Gakwe was getting to him. Max Crosby was making things difficult and disrupting things even though he was held without a sack in this one. But then with everything on the line, the whole game, the whole, like, don't let this happen, another game in a row, he completes a brilliant pass, a huge game-stealing touchdown pass to Jamar Chase, and it has been scorched earth since that moment on. That, to me, was the moment. Joe Burrow, in this game, in this matchup, he did his thing, so I think he's going to pick up exactly where he left off in that game. Him to Jamar Chase all day long. T. Higgins will play. We heard that. That gives me a lot of confidence in Joe Burrow and what he can do. He's going to go back to his LSU day. There'll be a cigar in the locker room after this one. All right, it's all going down this weekend. Start of Super Wild Card Weekend. Thank you to Isaac Bruce. Yeah. We love you. Good luck to your teams. Be nice to us on Twitter. <laughs> Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco Cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.